I think a lot of people look at me as a pastor and people like me, uh, pastors, spiritual leaders, and they just assume that we have it all figured out when it comes to this following Jesus thing, uh, understanding who God is and, and the spiritual life. Because after all, like, it's, it's what we do. We're like pastors, and, and so people just kind of look and go, oh, yeah, that, I bet they figured out the, the secret sauce kind of thing. So let me clear that up. No, that is not the case. I'm an imperfect man, which means I'm an imperfect leader. I'm an imperfect pastor. And my faith journey can be just as clumsy and confusing as anybody else's. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still changing in, in many ways. And if you look at me and you're like, man, what, why are we listening to this guy then? Let's find a church where, where the guy's got it figured out. Hey, yeah, if you let me know where that is, I'll go with you. If you're disappointed, then just get in line because I'm disappointed too. <laughs> it's just like, well, come on, come on. I, like, for instance, I, I think specifically when it comes to prayer, people look at me because I'm a pastor and other guys and women and, and individuals that are in spiritual leadership and just assume that they have this special thing with prayer. People look at me as a pastor as if like, oh, okay, well, I need the pastor to pray because this pastor's got this special line, this dedicated line to God, like a bat phone. Remember that? Yeah. As if in heaven, everything's just kind of buzzing around and God's like, Jonathan. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish, right? No, that is simply not the case. When it comes to prayer, my experience is very much, I think, what most all of you experience. Like, specifically, there's this certain thing in my life that I've been praying about and praying for. There's more than one, but there's this one specific thing that I'm thinking about that I've been praying about and praying for for a very long time. And I don't mean days, I don't mean weeks, I mean years. Nothing. It's still an issue. It's still a challenge. And, and there are times when I have a lot of energy and focus and praying about this one specific thing. And then there are times when I get very frustrated that I'm still praying about this one specific thing. And I, I get weary and I lose heart. I even get angry. And I get to a point where I'm like... I. I, what's, what's the use? God knows. God knows. And, and I just stop praying about it. But then something will, will you know, kind of spur me awake, and then I'll find new and fresh energy to pray about that thing again, and I'll pray well, and I'll pray focused, and it's like an up and down roller coaster. Can anybody relate? Please say you can. All right? Please. <laughs> I don't want to be the only one. Prayer is this, is this interesting thing. It's very, very difficult to try to get our minds around it. It's, prayer is the most common religious experience and behavior. Regardless of what religion you're talking about, prayer. It's the most personal because you're talking to the divine God Almighty 
Lord of heaven and earth. You are talking to God about you, your thoughts, your feelings, your wants, your wishes, your desires, your needs. It's personal. And it's also the most puzzling thing, this thing called prayer. It's puzzling. I think that's why many people get confused and they struggle with doubt or anger or frustration. I I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Because you don't have to pray very long about almost anything to figure out that prayer ain't about getting. Because a lot of times you don't get what you're praying for. Prayer ain't about getting. It's much more about waiting. Waiting. And I, and I don't like waiting. And I don't, I, don't, I don't like that. You don't like that. But here's the reality. Eventually, if not already, you're going to find yourself in between the prayers you pray and the answers you want, and the answers you desire, the answers you desperately need. Anybody else feel like you're in between the prayers you pray and the answers you desperately want? I mean, yeah, it may sound unspiritual. It may seem like, well, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to talk about the fact that prayer's not like just an automatic thing, and you're not supposed to talk about it in church, then people won't pray. No, that's not true. I think one of the reasons people don't pray is we don't admit the fact that there's this space that exists between the prayers we pray and the answers we want. It's my experience. It's your experience. It's the human experience. And sometimes you wait for a short period of time, and sometimes you wait years in this space in between. And it's so hard when it's a good thing you're praying about. It's a good thing you're praying for, and you're wanting, and you're desiring And you begin to ask all kinds of questions like, what's going wrong? Something must be wrong with my prayers. What does this mean about me? Maybe I'm praying wrong. Maybe I'm using the wrong words. Maybe the words I'm using are not spiritual enough. Maybe they're not long enough. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to do something different with my hands. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need a closet. I don't know. Maybe I need to pray in the garage. Oh, I know. I need to pray at night. I've been praying in the morning. It's the wrong time of day. God is a night person. Oh, really? No, I don't know. But maybe... Right? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot to say in Jesus' name. Oh, that's it. Oh, no, wait, no. What does this mean? Oh, there's sin in my life. I was, I was always taught, if there's sin, if there's any sin in your life, God's not going to hear your prayer. Don't even bother praying. And I'm like, well, what about the prayer of a sinner? <laughs> <laughs> What about the sinner's prayer? Anyway, yeah, if there's sin in your life, and I'm, and, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot to remember. And, I mean, I'm like, look at my life now. I'm like, that's a lot to have total recall over all the sin, everything bad that I've ever done or thought to, to make sure that I'm aware of that. Because, listen, I'm, I'm 29 years old, and that's a lot <laughs> of stuff. In my 20, see, and now there's another one. <laughs> Do you have to have total recall, complete recall? You say, well, no, that's why you say, and forgive me all my sins. Oh, well, that's really personal. right? That, that, how does that work for you in your marriage? What did you do? You don't even know what you're sorry for. <laughs> I don't know, I just want the night to go better. <clears throat> I'm sorry for everything. <laughs> I got to stop. But are, are you with me? Right? 
Right? Is that what prayer is about? Some of you are like, this guy, this guy's off his, this guy's off his rocker. I know. But this prayer thing is so puzzling. It's so puzzling. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Maybe there's sin. Now here's the deal. Confession of sin is a serious deal. Confession of sin is real. Confession of sin is important and it has its place. But it can't just be about that. I can't even remember all the things. Well, what does this mean about God? I'm stuck in between prayer and answer, so if it's not me, maybe it's God. Maybe God is, I don't know, does God really love me? Does God really care about my situation? Is God able? Well, yes, I do believe God loves me, and I believe God can do anything. So why am I stuck between an, a prayer and an answer then? Is God reluctant? I feel like I'm having a, to twist God's arm. I, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on, and I'm confused. I'm discouraged. Let's start with this. When you're in between a prayer and an answer, and you know if you are, and I would say most of you are, regardless of where you are in your faith journey, you can relate to this. Even people who are not followers of Jesus, their, their relationship with God often begins with something like this. God, if you're up there. God, if you're there. God, if you're real. And then they ask. And then they wait. Right? So, so we're all on the same team here in this. But what this is really about is about learning dependence on God. Prayer is never about just saying prayers. Prayer is the practice and the rhythm of learning dependence on God. And last week we talked about how practically speaking that often just kind of turns into waiting. And we wait a lot in life in th on things. And unfortunately it feels like we're waiting on God a lot. And we talked about last week how while we are waiting, God is working. Working in ways that we can hardly see. Working in ways we can't even imagine. He's working on things outside of us. Preparing things, protecting us from things, arranging things, things that are way above our ability to know and understand. But he's also, and this is where our focus is going to be for the rest of our time together today. He's also working while we're waiting on things inside of us. So dog ear that page. We'll come back to it in a minute. There's this cliche about prayer, and I don't know where it came from, and I don't know who first said it. I, I tried to kind of find the origins of it, but Google gave me all kinds of things, so Google doesn't know. And so I, I don't know where this came from, but you've probably heard it, whether you, you know, you're a real spiritual person or not, or you know, around Christians much or not. It's, it's cliche, and I, I usually try to stay away from cliches unless I'm telling a dad joke, which I do often, then cliches are the way. But in church and in spiritual settings like this, I try to avoid cliches because I just don't find them very helpful. But here's a cliche that I'm going to just embrace. And I want to ask you to embrace it because it is absolutely 100% true. Here's a cliche. Prayer changes things. And it's more than a cliche. It's true. You, have you seen this? Have you heard this? Of course you have. I, I mean, bumper stickers, signs, T-shirts, prayer changes things, prayer changes things, prayer changes things. Absolutely, it does. That's our entry point to prayer a lot of times. That's kind of our first experiences with prayer and how we understand prayer, even as kids, right? There's something we want God to do. We want something to change, and so we ask God to change it. That's why we're praying. 
As adults, we want things to change. We have something that we need God to do with our finances, with our job, with our relationships, our marriage, our parenting, or with our health, or with our emotions, or with the world around us. We want God to do something, to change something, so we pray. Here's the deal. Prayer changes things. God does change things. And Sometimes it's miraculous, and sometimes it's unexplainable. You, you, you see what's changed, and you're like, I got, no, I got no explanation other than God did this. I got no explanation. I, I, I mean, the doctors don't know. My boss doesn't know. My mama doesn't know. Right? Nobody can explain what I just saw happen other than God did this. And I've got story after story after story after story. I could feel this time in a whole series with story after story after story. In your lives, because you share them with me, and in my lives, because I've experienced it, God doing miraculous, unexplainable things. Here's the deal. Prayer changes things. But in my experience as a follower of Jesus and as a pastor, helping other people follow Jesus, I don't always understand, and we don't always understand how prayer changes things. We don't always see it. We don't always understand it. We don't always know how and when and why and where. Prayer changes things, but understand this. It's a mystery how that happens. It's a mystery. I mean, it certainly changes things, but all the details are way above our ability to try to figure out. I mean, to be quite honest, if you just spend a few minutes looking at what the Bible says about prayer, and the Bible says a lot of things about prayer, and there are a lot of people in the Bible who pray. And if you read all the prayers back to back to back of people who prayed in the Old Testament and New Testament, you know what you would find? There's almost, there's almost no pattern whatsoever other than one thing. They're talking to God. There's just, it's all different. It's over different things and it's different ways. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And when you read what the Bible says about prayer, you're going to see a lot of different things. You're going to see that it's a mystery how prayer changes things. Because in one sense, you're going to read this passage that says, pray and you will receive. That's a bottom line. How's that? In other words, you ask for it and you get it. Jesus said that. Must be true. I've experienced that before, but I've also asked and found myself stuck in between a prayer and an answer when I ain't getting it, and I'm waiting. So, okay, what, what's up with that? I pray and you will receive. Then I read other parts of, of the Bible when it talks about prayer, and it, and it says there's conditions, like there's fine print. Fine print? No one told me about the fine print. Like, if you're praying and asking God to forgive you, he will if you have forgiven others. And if you won't forgive others, don't expect God to forgive you. Oh. If you have faith, there's another condition that I've read about in the scriptures. And sometimes uh, Jesus is teaching and he talks about how, how we need to have great faith in him. And then there was this time when Jesus was teaching and he said, really, it only takes a little bit of faith, just a little bit of faith, the size of a grain of mustard seed, and then you can move mountains with prayer. I'm like, okay, so which is it, Jesus? Which is it? Is it a lot of faith or is it a little faith? Faith is important, evidently. And then you read where Jesus talks about being persistent with our prayers. 
Now, is Jesus, is, is Jesus talking about two different things? No, he's talking about prayer. He's just helping us understand. It's multi-layered. It's a mystery how this works. You be persistent. You must be persistent in your prayers. Really? How persistent? How persistent? In order to get what you want, you got to be persistent. Okay, check. But then I go down to uh, the part of the New Testament where I look at Paul, who certainly knows what prayer is about, right? You would think Paul, the Apostle Paul, he understands prayer. And I'm watching him be persistent about this one thing in his life that he wrote about that he asked God for time and time and time again. And you know what God's answer was? No. I thought we were supposed to be persistent. And with faith, what gives? And then, to make matters even more interesting, sometimes you get things and you didn't even pray for them. Has it ever happened to you? I mean, look in your life. Have you ever received good things and found yourself, well, I didn't think about asking about that. I I even forgot to pray about that. I don't know, maybe somebody else is praying for me. I, I don't know, I don't know. Here's the deal, it's a mystery. Prayer changes things, but when you pray, you are entering into a very mysterious, real but mysterious reality. I guess in that way, we're all mystics when we pray, because it's a mystery how, mystery how, it, how it changes things. And, and yet we know it does. Even though I can't fully explain it and we can't figure it out and you can't put it into a formula, I'll just go on record and let you know that prayer makes a lousy formula. Never was meant to be turned into a formula and put in a book and said, if you do it this way, bingo. Because I've read those books and I have example after example after example of what didn't work that way. Maybe you do too. Because here's the deal. God is just not going to be turned into a divine vending machine. He will not let us turn him into one of those. Okay, before we move on, this one always um, really interesting to me, and this is the way my brain works. Um, Maybe you've thought about the same thing. What do you do about people who are praying about the same thing, but they're praying for opposite results? Right? Pastor, pastor, my daughter's getting married. Did you pray for no rain? Was it an outside wedding? Yep, that's what you wanted. We're getting married out there under that big old oak tree. I said, well, do you have, a, you have a rain plan? Nope, didn't pay for that. Well, that's on you, buddy. Dumb decision. Yeah, I think. I've just been to more weddings than probably all y'all. And it rains a lot on wedding days. It just does. But pray for no rain, no rain, no rain. Where's the wedding? Oh, oh, it's right down the street. Oh, from that farmer that's praying for rain. And if he doesn't get it, He's got hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake. <laughs> so if you're God, what do you do? <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Today is the Super Bowl, right? And on both sides of the field, there are God-loving, Jesus-fearing mamas. Oh, Jesus, help my baby win. Oh, Jesus, help my baby win. Oh, he worked so hard. Oh, Lord, you know we need this bonus. Oh, you know. <laughs> Right? So what do you do with that? What do you do with stuff like that? Have you thought about that? Or maybe God's just watching the game for the commercials like the rest of us. <laughs> maybe he's not really into that. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. 
Prayer changes things. I'm taking nothing away from the fact that prayer changes things, but you need to embrace the mysteriousness of this or you're going to find yourself constantly frustrated because it, it's not always going to work the way you think. God will not be turned into a divine vending machine. And yet, we pray, and we should, and we must. Jesus taught us to pray. Jesus commanded us to pray. And Jesus even modeled it for us. So there must be, there must be something else about prayer other than just changing the things around us and getting God to do certain things for us on our behalf. There must be another facet, another element of prayer that it's so very important for us to understand. There must be another layer beyond just prayer changing things in a very mysterious way. And there certainly is. And it has everything to do with what happens inside of us. Let me show you. Paul talks to the Philippians in the first century, and, and what he told them back then is exactly what you and I need to know today. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation. In other words, anything you find yourself being anxious about or worried about or fearful about or uptight about, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Even though there's a lot listed here, this is not some kind of formula. This is basically saying with a grateful heart, go to God and tell him what's going on in your life and what you're needing to do and what's up and what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Make your In any situation and in every situation, right? Make your request to God. Now, what do you think the next part should be? If I'm writing this or if you're writing this, right, Make your request and pray to God about everything, about anything. When you think the next part, I'll tell you what it should be. It, you know, in my mind, in your mind, if we're writing this, we're going, okay, make your request, make no to God, and boom, you got it. Next verse, you got it, right? You got it. God is good all the time, all the time. God's good, hashtag blessed. Next, right? If I'm doing it, if you're doing it, that's the way it works. But watch. So you prayed about everything, about anything, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wait a second, wait a second, wait, what? Peace? I didn't ask for peace. I asked for that job situation to get straightened out. I, I didn't ask for peace. I need that deal to go through. I, I didn't, okay, peace, that's nice. Thanks, thanks and all. But I didn't ask for that. I, I, I need my marriage to be put back together. I want my kids to come home. I need my cancer to go away. I don't want to die so young. Fill in the blanks. I need the depression to lift. I can't keep living in anxiety. Peace. I need, the, I need what I need. I want what I want. I get it. I get it. But wait, 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 wait. He said that when you come to him with anything that something begins to happen inside of you, and that's the bigger point. That's the bigger focus. While we're asking God to change things around us, and he certainly does, but it's a mystery how all that happens, way above our, way, our pay grade and ability to understand. Okay, but it still happens. He says there's something that happens inside of you. There's a peace that guards your heart and your mind. Something inside begins to change, and you begin to learn and grow and change and become on the inside. So the truth is, 
Prayer changes things, even though it's a mystery. Here's the bigger focus. Prayer changes me. Prayer changes you. Prayer changes us. And that, my friends, is a certainty. That's what he's getting at here. That's the more important thing anyway. Because most of the things, get this, you ever thought about this? Most of the things that we ask God to change around us when we pray are temporary things anyway. Yeah. But I'm eternal. You're eternal. What happens inside of us is forever, and that's God's primary work. The bigger point of prayer is not getting God to do something for me. It's realizing what God wants to do in me. The bigger point of prayer is to be properly formed more into the image of Jesus Christ. And I don't know anything else like being in between a prayer and an answer that will achieve that in your life, that dependence on God, that space of looking to him constantly. The inner work of God is the most important thing that God is doing. And most of the time, not the thing we're praying about. We're praying, when am I going to get out of this? When am I going to get out of this situation? When are things going to change? And what God wants to be focused on is, okay, God, what do you want to change in me? What do I need to learn? How do I need to grow? How do I need to mature? How are you shaping my heart and mind? See the difference? Here's another way to look at it. God already knows what you're praying about before you pray about it, right? The things we're going to God to ask for, he already knows. We're not informing God on anything. Nobody has ever prayed about anything, and God's response be like, you kidding? Really? Thanks so much for that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No. He already knows. So this is not about informing him. Your prayer that you're stuck in between the prayer and the answer, your prayer, that prayer, is not about informing God on anything. So if it's not for him, then who is it for? Me and you. Something inside of us that God is focused on. Something inside of us that God wants to change. Yes, prayer changes things, but it's a mystery how that happens. Embrace that. It is not a formula, and you're going to stay frustrated if you try to make it a formula. It's a mystery, and it's true. But more important than that, prayer changes me, and prayer changes you every single time. God is working in us to help form us into the image of his son more and more and more and more. Here's another way to look at it. Water bottle. 16.9 ounces. How much does this weigh? Technically, in reality, it weighs about 1.1 pounds. That's how much it weighs. How heavy is it? It depends. It depends on how long I hold it. 1.1 pounds, no big deal. Got it. Now, if I stood here long enough and held this long enough, even though in reality it doesn't weigh more, it's going to start feeling a lot heavier to me. Eventually, my hand's going to start shaking. Something's going to go numb from here to here, and eventually I'll get weak and I will drop it. The longer I hold it, the heavier it feels to me. And I love this. I love this image. Do you know what prayer is? Very practically speaking, 
prayer is handing the water bottle to God. Just saying, I, 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 can't, I can't hold this anymore. I was not designed to hold this this long. Here you go. You know what? Here's another way to understand why we pray for each other. Do you know why it's so important to pray for each other? And when you ask each other to pray, pray for me. <coughs> Excuse me. And other people ask you to pray for them. Yeah, this has everything to do with what it means to carry one another's burdens. Sometimes we're saying to each other, hey, could you, can you hold this? I'm tired. I can't keep holding this. And can you help me? Can you help me hand this to the Father? This prayer. And when we do that, when we do that, what we're handing to him changes. But it may or may not change in the way I want it to change, that I need it, I think, to change, that I'm asking it to change. Prayer may or may not change in the way that I want it to change. It's a mystery. But when I hand it to him, every single time, something in me begins to change. Something in you begins to change. I I don't know. I, I don't know where you are in between a prayer and an answer. But you do. Is it your job, your career, money, finances, your health, your marriage, your children, your emotions? You keep asking God over and over and over again. You don't understand, you don't understand, you don't understand. Let me give you, let me, let me give you this. Instead of just being discouraged by the things that are not necessarily changing, even though God, prayer changes things. We don't always see it. We don't always know. And you get so frustrated because we don't see it. We don't know. Know this. Pay attention to the inner work. Pay attention to the inner work. What's going on inside of you? That's the bigger idea. That's the bigger point. That's the bigger focus. What's going on inside of you while you're waiting, while you're in between a prayer and an answer? What's going on inside of you? And keep handing it to him. Keep handing it to him over and over and over again. Keep handing it to him. Hand it to your brothers and sisters. Keep giving it away. You say, I can't do this. I can't handle this. God, I'm depending on you. And I know that you change things. And I don't understand how that happens. But I also know that there's a work you want to do in me, and may I focus on that, because that's what I can focus on. I can focus on, and you can focus on, who I am becoming in Christ and who we are becoming in him while we're asking and depending on him to do what only he can do. Remember, God's most important job is an inside job. I want God to do all this stuff on the outside. Yep, many times he does. He's always doing something, and I don't always understand it. But God's primary focus is an inside job, not the outside stuff. The outside stuff is temporary. Inside stuff is eternal. So who am I becoming? How am I becoming more like Christ? So the better question is, what, God, are you doing in me? While I wait, and I keep praying, I keep praying, And I feel like I'm stuck here in between. So God, while I'm waiting, how are you working in me? How do I need to grow? How do I need to change? How do I need to become more like Jesus? So, I'm going to keep praying to the best of my ability. 
this thing that I've been talking to God about for years now. I'm going to do my best to keep handing it to him over and over and over again, knowing that with a thought, he could change the thing, but also realizing it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But what's a certainty is that this thing that I've been asking God to do for years has been the single most spiritually formative thing in my life, period. It reminds me of my dependence on him. I want what I want. You want what you want. I get it. We're like that together. But may we just keep handing it to him, knowing that prayer changes things in a mysterious way and embracing the change it brings in me. Father, my brothers and sisters and friends and my fellow sheep, Some of us have been holding things for a very long time and it's feeling heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier and we are dropping it. May we just hand it to you and trust you with it. Knowing that prayer changes things, you change things, but we don't always know how that happens. It's very mysterious. May we just embrace that. I mean, why would we even think that we would fully understand everything an almighty God would do and know and be about? It just makes sense that there's going to be things you're doing that we don't fully understand, so we trust you to change things in ways that only you can. And while we wait, and we're stuck in the middle of these prayers we're praying and the answers we're wanting, the things we're wanting to change, may we realize the inner work and pay attention to what you're doing inside of us because you're changing us with every prayer we pray and leave with you, you work in us. Help us grow, help us learn, help us change, help us mature, help us become more and more and more the person you created us to become more like Jesus and give us strength and peace in the process, in, the, in between, in the waiting. In Jesus' name, amen.